life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugan Bear Country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to jump in right away with a gorgeous guest, Beck Chapel. She is a marketing expert and she works with businesses at a foundational level on their marketing. Fun fact about her, she's never tried Coca-Cola and uh, Beck is available to connect with at Instagram, Beck underscore chapel. That's with two P's, two L's, and you can check her out at beckchapel.com.au. But, you know, we're going to go in and ask Beck all about what living a life she loves looks like. It's a fantastic episode. I can't wait to share it with you. Welcome to the podcast, Beck Chapel. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) This isn't our first rodeo. We've done at least four, maybe two. Yeah, I wanted to say four. I feel like it's more like six. Yeah, you've been on mine twice. I've been on yours twice, but you haven't been on this one because it's brand new. Which is damn exciting. Thanks for having me on so fresh. I love this. Yeah, one of the early birds. Um, This is sort of a very free-flowing format, but I always like to ask our guests, who are you in your words? (laughs) I am Beck. I am a very ambitious, fun, strong woman uh, is how I would describe myself outside of what it is that I actually do. When it comes to what I do, I am a marketing strategist and I love working with businesses to implement marketing from a foundational level um, rather than just kind of tacking it on as an afterthought. Yes, I love it. Since we've met, which was three years ago, you've gone through a lot of change. Um, You know, what I really want to talk about here is the message I have is live a life you love. And I think you've been on such a journey to do that. And it's always going to be a journey. And I'm trying to move away from the word of success because I think it's not a destination. It's an ongoing thing. But we want to talk about what does living a life you love look like? So what is life look like now and maybe what did it look like before uh we don't just wake up here today so what's life like for you right now yeah life for me right now is I want to use the word free I live a very free life now um I live a very happy life 
I genuinely in the past two months have really come to this place of happiness that I've, to be honest, it's been really tough to get here, but it comes from a place of nothing particularly different happened. I guess it was just a mindset shift. Um, and, you know, like I I did, I, I've gone through the trenches <laughs> and now I think like I'm living this life of, I, I say like, I feel like things are coming to me because I'm, I've let go of this whole pressure of what life should look like. And I think that's been the biggest shift for me when we are so, so focused and so solely dependent on this belief that we have around what life should look like. I think that's when disappointment happens and that's when we get caught in this trap of, but why am I not there yet? And actually letting go of all this belief around, I should be richer right now. I should, I should, you know, be married. I should have a kid. I should, all of these shoulds that like my life was so dependent on years ago. I just don't have them now. And it's not something that I shared quickly. And it's taken a really long time to get to this place now of I'm exactly in life where I'm meant to be and I'm living the exact life I'm meant to be. I have hard days. Don't get me wrong. I still have really hard days. But on the whole, I'm incredibly disciplined with my life now. I'm incredibly grateful for my life now. And I live in a moment or the moments of my life now, whereas I used to live in the past deeply or in the future and it's taken a really long time to get here. And I'm sure I'll have to readdress this in, you know, another three months when something happens and and life changes again. But this this constant, I guess, gratitude for where I am right now is probably the underlining message of why I'm so happy. Love it. And so, yeah, 2019, 2020, oh. I mean, different for everybody. We all went through a pretty big change. But you, as you said, you had a very different life trajectory at that time so do you mind sharing what trajectory? Oh, not at all and I, I think like there's a, a backstory even before that in my life because I was brought up really traditionally get married um find a man have a baby live in you know the big house with the backyard be educated but you know don't work um be the stay-at-home mom because that's what I was modeled and I lost, you know, a lot of things happened in my teenage years. I lost a really close friend. That really messed me up in a way that um, I, when you're really young, you can't actually understand what's actually happening to you. So I went on this real spiral and I became pretty depressed. And throughout my teenage years, I, I went through this real thing of I'm not good enough. I'm, an, I'm not enough. I'll never be anything. And I, I honestly, I couldn't even picture my life past 20. I didn't genuinely think I'd make it to 20. Honestly, I didn't. And then I made it to 20 and then 21, my dad passed away. And then, you know, it was like, why is my life so, I was really stuck in this focus of woe is me. And I was a victim of my life. And I was like, oh, bad shit just always happens to me. So it's just always going to happen. And I live with this narrative that like, I look back now and it makes me feel so uncomfortable that I live that way. Like I can still feel it in my chest, even talking about it. And I met my, you know, I met my to be husband just after my dad died and, you know, fell in love very quickly. I did. Cause that's what I do, by the way, I fall in love very bloody quickly. <laughs> I'm a lover. Um, and you know, like I had this belief that like, that was it, you know, like life then had to look like marriage and kids and the house. And even when it came to looking for a house and things like it was, you know, it just felt like it was a challenge. The Sydney market was moving quickly and you know, I had this real belief around that's what life looked like and success was a good corporate job, 
um, you know, climbing the ladder there, but also being the woman that kept the house clean and kept her husband happy. And then in 2020, all of that fell apart for me. So 2019, I actually was diagnosed with really bad depression from something that had happened in my personal life that I can't really talk about. (laughs) But something happened that triggered this depression that I hadn't had really since I was a teenager. I had some pretty awful thoughts going on in my head. I didn't really want to be living the life I was living or any life, to be honest. And it's, you know, it's really hard to kind of talk about that. But, you know, it's important, I think, because it's such a part of my journey. And I went and saw this psych that changed everything for me. And she started making me really question my life, questioning the decisions I was making, questioning the conversations I wasn't having. And that was when I started unpacking this. Is there more to life than just this trajectory that I'm on? Because I am deeply miserable. And I look back now and I completely understand why my marriage fell apart. I was so miserable. I was so miserable. I'm not saying that it was just one-sided. Um, there's always, I think every marriage has two sides to it. Even when someone cheats, there's there's two sides to every single story as to why relationships end, you know, and I was deeply miserable. And I was deeply miserable with my friendship circle. I felt bullied constantly. And my at the same time as my marriage falling apart and COVID hitting, I also got fired from my job something that had never happened because I'd always been headhunted. And before I knew it, I was sitting on the couch with absolutely nothing. (laughs) I had a clean slate and it was interesting how my brain changed the way that I was looking at my situation because I was like, well, this is a bit exciting because I can do anything with my life now. And I shifted from this, this really deep, like, you know, there was two nights there in this process where I called Lifeline because I was like, I am at my end. Like, you know, I can't, I don't know how to deal with what's happening right now. You know, I didn't have any support in my mind. I didn't want to tell people about what was really going on for me in my head because it felt like I was failing. I'd been fired. I was about to get divorced. Like the immense feeling of failure was overwhelming. And now I just look back on it and I'm like, how fucking lucky was I? You know, like life hadn't been happy and I was given this opportunity to make changes. Whereas I think so many people get stuck in, they think that their life can't change because they're fearful of the change. And I think for for whatever reason, I was picked and I truly think I was picked. And I don't know the reason yet. I'm sure there's a bigger reason that we're all going to find one day. But I was picked to have no choice but to change my life because it changed for me. And, you know, I always joke that like there's so many people in 2020 that I wish I could send thank you baskets to (laughs) because I'm like, thank you for gifting me the capability to walk away from that. Or thank you for being so horrible that I had to walk away. And that's not just obviously with the relationship situation. That was in a lot of situations in 2020. And then look, it hasn't been a smooth ride since 2020. It's been, it's been very turbulent learning to be on my own after 10 years in a relationship, learning to decide who I am and what it is that I want from my life. And actually, you know, what's really scary when you sit down and you're like, I have my whole life ahead of me. What do I actually want? Readdressing this, this conversation around kids, because everyone automatically would say to me, oh, thank God you guys don't have kids together. But all I could think in my head was, 
but that was my only opportunity for children because mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s and now I'm fucked. And, you know, it's just such a ridiculous narrative, but these are the narratives that you have to overcome. And, you know, 2021, I went through hell financially trying to, to gain access to money, <laughs> to be honest, from from the separation. And But the thing that I think that really surprised me was this whole, I knew my worth this entire process. And I was also so compassionate and calm throughout most of it. And I, I really came in it with this empathy of, we were two people that once upon a time loved each other and you got to respect someone regardless of what's happened. You have to respect someone on a human level. And that was the way I always wanted to walk away from that situation. And I think that's what's made it so easy for me to say, this is the next of my life because I knew that I came, I have no regrets because I knew that I constantly came at things with compassion and empathy in situations where other people were like, probably wouldn't have. <laughs> But, you know, it's been absolutely a rough ride. Like I've changed my business since then. I The business I started is definitely not the business that I'm in. I mean, I've had to learn how to have a mortgage on my own and bills on my own and, and do all this stuff on my own that I'd never done because I was, as a child, it was you don't move out till you've found someone to be with. And now it's just me on my own. Like it's And it's a wonderful place that I've landed. But, you know, last year for me was truly a pretty depressing year. I went through so much change and through so much sickness. I think I think my body was just like, we need a rest after what just happened the last two years prior. And I think a lot of people have that same story, right? Coming out of COVID, it's like their bodies just shut down because they're like, we've just been through hell. Like we need, and, and I went through that. I felt really lonely living on my own. I was like, why can't I meet someone? And I went through this horrible process of once again, there's something wrong with me. And then, you know, now I've actually, I just really don't believe any of that crap. (laughs) I'm like, I haven't met anyone because I'm not meant to have met them yet. And I'm just in a a real place of surrender. But yeah, it's been, um, it's been a turbulent ride and I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) No, actually, you know what? I would recommend it because it's been turbulent, but also the best, the best experience of my life. But that's the thing we, you know, I think like with, in this day, we see such the highlights on the, you know, social media, or you talk to someone, you're only going to get the highlights. Um, so then when you get to sit down and have a deep conversation or a podcast, uh, we get to tell the story. Um, and I just think we're so busy looking at everyone else and going, well, they've got it all figured out and look at them over there. And it's like, but they had to get there. Yeah. You don't just wake up here. You don't no just one. wake up where you are and through the, the good decisions and the not so great through the the wins and the failures, that's what makes us who we are today. And, you know, and then it's an, an evolution. Like it's, it's you know, we don't go, cool, I've made it. And that's probably been one of my fears, to be honest, is a weird fear of, I've actually been told I have a fear of happiness and a fear of success. <laughs> like That's really common, you know, and I think the other thing I want to highlight as well Yes, I I often say like I was gifted this opportunity to re, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that it actually wasn't my choice to make those choices, but it was my choice. Like even when you think you have no choice, you have a choice, you know, and I think I've been pulled up a lot of times by saying, oh, I was so lucky that like life threw me this curveball and a lot of people have pulled me up and they're like, no, you made good choices. You made really smart decisions in really shit situations. And that's why you're here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. 
I made, I had to make the hard decisions. I had to do the things that tore my heart apart. Like genuinely, I, I like even when thinking back to it, I can feel the pain like that. And I think it's something that stays with you when you, you know, like my separation was really prolonged grief. Like there was so, it took so long and it was, it was so drawn out and there was so much grief in it. And I had this real, it was just this real journey, but unlike when my dad had died or my friend had died, I faced it head on. Mm. And I think that's why, like, I can always remember the pain. Like, I can feel it in my heart and I think I always will. But it's not from a point of there's no hate for it or there's no, like, regret or there's no, it's just like, oh, that was, like, that was hard. But, like, you know, we came out the other side and, like, I'm glad it hurt that much because it meant I cared that much and I loved someone that much, right? Like, and constantly just reframing it to how lucky was I to love someone that it hurt that much to lose them? Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. gets that. Yeah. But you're right. Like no one just wakes up successful if that's what you want to call it. Like even the people that we think like, you know, we see in like, for example, <laughs> I was looking at an influencer this morning on Instagram that I sent to one of my guy mates. I'm like, you're going to love this chick because, <laughs> you know, he's a bit of a perv, but he, <laughs> you know, and he did. And you know, even her, she's deeply successful. She didn't get there from doing nothing. Like she would have had so many moments where the imposter kicked in, where she was like, oh my God, why am I doing this? But it's that constant discipline to keep going. And I think that's the thing, that's the difference between the people that live the life they love and the people that kind of get stuck in the the I guess the rat race or get stuck on the hamster wheel just the what I've been given like yeah. you get what you're given kind of thing and it's like no well this is what as you said it should be or it's expected to be and it is up to sometimes making hard decisions or tough decisions so one of the, you know my sort of I guess framework for um, how I'm living a life I love is bringing together the business and the travel and the self-care. So I'd love to talk to you about those topics. So for the business, let's talk about what the business looks like, but also how did you, you know, you sort of go, I got made redundant, I started a business. Not everyone makes that leap. <laughs> from that, you know, what do you that. mean? <laughs> you know, I, I would. Um, and I do, I would just like, I'll start another business today. Like, let's have three. Why don't we have three? How many podcasts do we need? We can have three. Let's do that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, do you know how many podcast ideas I have going through my head daily? It's ridiculous. But, you know, like, I need you to go, all right, well, that's enough employment for me. Let me try the business thing. Hey, lovely. I truly believe it's your time to shine. To build your business, you need to know the right steps to take at the right time. And I know it can feel so overwhelming trying to figure out what to do next when there's so many things to do. That's why I offer the Hour of Power. It's one hour where we get clear actions that you can take to start building your business today. You can use this session to get advice, review content, build strategies, or work through mindset blocks. We could simply talk about what you want to do next, what you want to attract into your life, and how you could actually bring more travel and enjoyment into your life. It's whatever you need. This is your time and I'm here to back you every step of the way. So let's set you up for massive success. Check it out, The Hour of Power. You can find it on my website, emmalovell.au forward slash work with me. Check out the show notes. And if you're interested at all, please do contact me. You can also get me at emma at emmalovell.au. Now back to the episode. 
Okay. I think I think there's a few factors here. One being that I have a very different view of risk than the average person. <laughs> As you know, I don't notice it. I do. I will never jump out of a plane. But when it comes to things like major life choices, my whole thing is, well, what's the worst that could happen? And I truly, I think because to be honest, I was diagnosed with um, like catastrophizer syndrome. I don't know. People might be aware of it. If you're not, you can Google it. It's a, it's a legit thing. And I think when I had to go through actually overcoming that in my twenties, because it was, it was causing me chronic panic attacks and anxiety. I've gone the other direction. Like I've actually shifted so deeply into the, well, how bad could it get? Like there's always, there's always avenues. You know what I mean? Like, cause I truly believe there's always avenues. Like always. So I think I sat on my lounge and I was looking at jobs. I had a recruiter call me and they were like, because it started pandemic, right? No jobs. Everyone's freaking out. I had a recruiter call me and offer me a marketing coordinator role for like 50K. And I was like, ah, that's less than half of what I was earning. Because obviously I was doing incredibly well in corporate. Like, you know, I'd gotten to the pretty, pretty top of my game. Oh, there was, there's always more to go. But like I was, I was up there. You know, I was a marketing manager, CMO, like, and I was looking at these roles and I was like, there's nothing I want to do there. I'm seeing other people open their own business. I was literally at a friend's business opening and I was like, I've always thought about consulting. Like why, or starting my own business, like why can't I do that? And I think for me, there is this belief of, well, why can't I do that? Why can't I do what that person's doing? Because I don't, I I truly don't think I suffer from, I look, I get moments of imposter syndrome, but I do think I'm very blessed with this natural confidence that I, I'm deeply insecure in a lot of ways, but I, I don't let insecurities or imposter syndrome or anything kind of stop me doing shit because I'm like, well, I want it, so I'll just make it happen. And I know that that's a very unique skill and I wish I could give you the magic ingredients as to how I am like that, because I think it would be really handy for a lot of people. But I do recognize that I have a skill that a lot of people don't have in that regard. Like a lot of people won't just put themselves out there. But also I truly don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And I think that's the other side of it too. Like, I know I swore again. <laughs> Fine. I swear. But I think like it's really important if you if you spend your whole life worrying about what someone thinks about you or what, you know, I, I put a video out to the world last week saying I wanted to find love. And of course there was this thing in my head going, oh my God, imagine if your old world sees this, they're going to be like, of course she hasn't met anyone. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? They don't even know me now. They don't know me. They can't judge me. And you know what, if they do judge me, what a waste of their time. And I truly live in that because I'm like, I don't have enough time. Genuinely, I don't have enough time or energy to judge anyone. I actually don't give a shit what anyone else is doing. I truly don't. I love people and I support them and I will get behind them and cheerlead them. Or if I'm not behind the cause, I just quietly don't do anything about it. But but I don't have enough energy to hate someone and I certainly don't have enough energy to like judge people. And I guess I just assume people are the same, (laughs) but I know they're not. But I also don't have enough energy to care what someone else thinks about me. I truly don't. So you were like, all right, I'll start the business yeah. and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was like, let's just see what happens. And then, you know, in the way that sort of has always kind of happened in my life, <laughs> I put something out there and shit comes back to me. And I think it's because I am naturally probably pretty positive too. Like my second strength in the Gallup Clifton strengths, if anyone's done it, is positivity. So mm-hmm. once again, communication, positivity, like I'm kind of, 
Is it really? Yeah. yeah see, look, that's why we get along so well, babe. Yeah, my third uh, one, woo, which of course is. My fourth one is woo. How <laughs> good. It's um, winning over others. Yeah, yeah, which like, you know, obviously we both have that. <laughs> but I think like, and I think, you know, that positivity strength, like I didn't even know these strengths, by the way, when I started my business. It was just something that like a happy accident that I even found them out. But I think it's it's probably part of the reason why I don't let stuff hold me back. If I really want to do something, I'll just go for it. And I make, oh, look, I, you know, I recently signed up for a marathon with 10 weeks training, which like I look back now, I'm like, that was truly stupid um, and actually quite dangerous, <laughs> but I did it. So, you know, and I think my life is is probably a whole bunch of risks that some of them pay off and some of them certainly don't. And I think, you know, like it's about having that nice, like if you want something, go for it. Oh, but I, I you know, look, I started my business journey on naivety and um uh ignorance so I think that's sort of the way I will and not to be so like there are other people who go out with such a plan and plan it to the nth degree and I know you're a marketing you know you make marketing plans you're like love a plan but I think but if you're like if you're so you know sometimes the plan and the needing of a plan and the needing of the direction can actually hold you back you have to be flexible because so I've got a saying that has literally probably why I am the way that I am make a plan, but understand the plan will never go to fruition. Like no plan ever goes to plan ever. I don't care how well planned you are. No plans ever in the history of humanity ever gone to plan ever. There's always been little steps along the way. So the people that are so regimented in the plan and don't foresee the fact that, hey, XYZ could happen because XYZ will happen 100%. Ask anyone that's planned a wedding, has your wedding day ever gone to plan? I promise you. Have you planned an event and your event ever gone perfectly to the run sheet? No, there's always a variable that you could not, cannot, like, you know, um, I was working on a trek that was going to Bhutan um, and it was a typhoon. And then I was going on a future trek and they'd done the risk assessment. And I said, have you done a risk assessment? Have you included in the risk assessment the possibility of a typhoon, hurricane, tornado? I don't know, anything like that. Like, no, I was like, well, past experience tells us it was a typhoon. Right. So I would like you to include that in the risk assessment. Yeah. I think you, if you want to live a happier life, stop being so attached to plans. Like definitely I'm all for a plan. God, I'm a strategist for Christ's sakes. But it, the the happiest people on this planet, I truly believe, are the ones that are flexible in their thinking. Yeah. And I think if you're not flexible and curious in your thinking, you don't allow for happiness to be available to you. And and maybe it's going back to then that, you know, in terms of the living the life that you love, like, I guess it's like, what's the goal then? And then what does, and the goals can change. And sometimes it's very, the goal could be quite simple and small and it it could be to run the marathon. Um, It could be to, um, you know, buy the house. It could be to um, match your former income in, in the business. It could be to travel the world, whatever it looks like for you. But um you know, do you have some some goals in place and, you know, what does, you know, we sort of said you, you're kind of living this life now and, you know, having this, running this business, which is fantastic, sort of what do you think aspirationally, because it's lovely to have some aspirations and goals, what does it look like moving forward then? I want to be so honest with the audience because I'm, I'm so about transparency and honesty because of the Instagram, everything is perfect. I went 
from 2020 till probably four months ago without the ability to goal set because I didn't, probably I think there was a part of me that didn't believe I deserved it, didn't believe I deserved anything because, you know, my life had been so riddled with just crap. <laughs> like I was like, you know, anything I want in my life, will, will I find joy? Like, and that was a huge thing for me. And I love the word joy. I think joy is a really beautiful word. And just recently I sat down and I was like, what do I want for my life? And what, you know, what are the things that I really want to be doing? And it made me recalibrate my business. It made me, you know, I'm I'm probably pretty picky about who I work with now, but it also made me realize like, you do need to goal set to a point. Like there are things like, you know, I, I'm, I've signed up to do UTA next year. Like that's a huge goal for me. Once I do that, I know it's going to be really painful, maybe less painful than a marathon, but we'll see. What's you know, he- I wa- huh? Oh, UTA, it's a, it's a ultra trail run in the Blue Mountains here. So like the last kilometer of it is literally like a thousand meter incline. Like it's, it's serious, quite a serious race. Um, Quite hard from what I hear. Um, And you know, the other thing I really want, like I want, the healthy, loving relationship. I really want to meet my equal. I'm so open to it. And it makes me really emotional that I haven't met someone yet because I truly didn't think it would take me this long. But that also the other thing that I love about the fact that it's taking me this long, it means I'm being really selective and I don't want to ever give up my single life for someone that's not truly my equal and that I can't love as deeply as they love me. Like, I know now finally that I'm deserving of love and things like that. So, you know, I have a huge goal around meeting that person. I have a huge goal around getting some grass for Toby because bless his little cotton socks. He doesn't deserve to live in a three-bedroom apartment for the rest of his life. That's your dog. My bubby. I have a real goal around moving to the beach. Um, I definitely want to do that in my life. I don't have a timeline of when, and I really want to have some financial freedom. I don't want to be constantly looking at the next bill, feeling a bit sick. Um, You know, like it has been a big shift having a mortgage on my own in a time where interest rates have gone absolutely bonkers, but I also had to buy in a peak Sydney market. Uh, It has been really hard being financially independent on my own. It is something I've never had to do before. And it's something that I am so adamant, you know, like there are plenty of people in my life that could probably give me handouts and look after me, but I am so adamant that I want to do this on my own. And, you know, I want to be the educated female when it comes to finances, because, you know, I think so many of us don't get that education when we grew up. I know I didn't. um, And I had a real belief around money that I was shit with money. So I could never possibly manage my own money and things. And, you know, I finally feel like I'm getting on top of that. And I also really want my podcast to grow and I want my speaker profile to grow. I think I have a lot to give back to the world. Um, And it is about giving back. It's not about me. I actually, I absolutely love when people resonate with my story or, you know, they reach out to me on Insta and they're like, fuck, you're so real. And, you know, I talk about the pain and I talk about the fact that, yeah, life is hard. (laughs) And I talk about the fact that I've had depression, anxiety, you know, I've been through a bloody divorce. I'm like... You know, I've been fired for God's sakes and I'm not, you know, I people would look at me from the outside and be like, smart, successful woman. You know, like I opened it saying I'm, ambi- I'm ambitious, fun and strong and I am all of those things, but it doesn't mean that I haven't come up against times where I've felt completely broken, you know, and I think I have a, a real goal to try and like help anyone, men, women, anyone 
understand that like sometimes it's when we're in the shittiest phases of our life that we we actually get given this gift of re-evaluating where we're at. And yeah, it's not, you know, it'll come in, I'm sure that'll all sort of happen. But also I just love helping people at the moment, the way that I, I make money and help people at the moment. It's just empowering them with their business, you know, because the more people I can help spread the word about their business, the more impact they make and the better the world is, right? Yeah. So the way I'm picturing it is Beck will call you in like five years and you're going to be living by the beach. Toby's going to be running around on the grass. You're going to be having all these people listen to your amazing podcast, sharing your story. Um, You've just got back from a speaking gig and you're working with clients that you have huge impact on and a gorgeous partner over there is probably making you lunch. Yeah, he's probably making me lunch and maybe I've got, I don't know, a little bub running around. Who knows? I don't know about that one yet, but like when you're saying it now, I can picture that, you know, like a little Beck, God help the world that there's another one of me born into it. But hey, or I've I've become a parent in a different way. I'm actually not attached to how I could help kids, but I, I have a real belief around like, I have two really beliefs. I, I really think that like, I want to help the aged care sector a lot. I think it's fucked in this country, to be honest. And I also, I love kids. I think kids are wonderful. So whether it's mine or I just adopt other people's kids and then like send them back to their parents when their parents are ready for them again. (laughs) And then just borrowing the niece and nephew and, you know, but I I do, you know, I think that if kids are in my path, I would love that. If they're not, then I'm not attached to it either. So, yeah. I love the openness and the free feeling that's coming from you and the fact that you're clear on what you want for now and what you're working towards now and um you know I've known you for well I guess it's oh, I can't count it's like three I guess it'd be it's four three years yeah 2020 so like we'll say inclusive it's almost four years yeah. and I just yeah it's been wonderful to witness that journey and to learn from beh- like the behind the scenes um so as you mentioned you do have a podcast so where can we hear more of you where can we see more of you where can we connect with you so you can connect with me I'm on LinkedIn and Insta mostly um Insta is Beck underscore chapel it's double p-e-double-l like the cricketers if you are my age you would know who they are um, and on LinkedIn, it's Beck Chapel as well. And then my podcast is Marketing Espresso. So you can just type that into any podcast app and you'll hear it. It's all the marketing genius. And occasionally I throw in a random episode about, uh, you know, my other passion stuff and just, you know, running a marathon and shit. So, Well, and you are, you know, we didn't get to the travel bit. I think we kind of touched on the, the self-care, but um, the travel bit, you're going to be coming to India and then taking your own little jaunt. Uh, that's the rest and receive India retreat which I'm honored and blessed to have you and then you're going to be going off to Singapore so maybe we'll have to do a rando episode on your podcast about your maybe happened there just one thing to wrap it up I know I know I'm like going over here but I would say to anyone do not wait to find the love of your life or or your best mate or whoever it is to travel the best thing you will do is booking a trip on your own and going solo and scaring the shit out of yourself. I am so sick of talking to people that are putting their dreams on hold because they haven't met the right guy or they haven't met the right girl or it's supposed to be romantic or it's blah, blah, blah. I go on so many fucking romantic holidays on my own. Go (laughs) do it. Be romantic with yourself, love yourself, and please do the solo travel thing. Even if you've already got a family, leave them. And go on a trip. <laughs> well, I do. I do. Do the solo travel thing because you, 
you will scare yourself so much, but you will learn so much about yourself in doing it. You are speaking my love language right there, my travel love language. I will always make sure the episode goes over time for that. No, we have no time limit, um, you know, for my poor producer. Anyway, adore you. Thank you. Keep living the life that you love and no one else can tell you what to do. Thanks for having me. for listening lovely one i hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today if you love what you're hearing don't forget to follow and rate on spotify and rate review and subscribe on itunes it helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well want to stay connected come and join the live a life you love group on facebook or connect with me on instagram emmalovell.au the same as my website but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.